Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident refracted organism of the pod, DL. I am very refracted, <laughs> especially on the golf course. On the golf yeah, course? I'm refracted. My swing is refracted. Oh, wow. You, it refracts left or flies right. <laughs> never goes straight. It's not as bad as my partner's, though. Have you seen that movie? I went golfing. That movie, cool. I, I went golfing. That helps. What's the one with the guys, like the bro friends, uh, with uh, not forgetting Sarah Marshall, but Jason Siegel and uh, oh, you're talking about I love you, man. I love you, man. Great film. He takes him golfing. Big fan of goes, that. And it's like with the girls, and they bring their partners instead of just being two guys. And he's like, like one of them hits a ball and is like hits him in the shin, and he's like, this is my nightmare. <laughs> Oh, so, yes, yes. <laughs> you take you on like the blind date or whatever yeah, with the friends. Something like that. I don't that's know. so good. <laughs> I forgot about that. Anyway, this is, uh, that's what I was imagining would happen when I took Gail Golf. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Instead, she just sucked. She, she just sucked. She didn't kill anyone. No, she had a couple. fortunate. She had a couple. Well, we didn't golf. We just hit, went to the driver. She had a couple good hits, but she'd never been before. So good for never, oh, never having good been. Good trying something new. Yeah, so I'm... Uh, but you're a pro, obviously. I'm no. You've got the outfit on right now. No, I'm not a pro. This is like a full golfing. I, like, I have to go for like an event. For a oh. work event, I'm like, God, I haven't been in like five years. I should. Well, you got to you got to play like a full eighteen. Yeah, holes. so I got to like make sure I'm Oof. not, you know, the worst. You don't suck. <laughs> like it's as long as you're not the worst. You know what I mean? I literally right. So like I I can swing a golf club. I'm fine. This yeah. is a really random aside. Uh, I can I'm I'm fine at golf. Like my swing is all right. Whatever. And I hadn't I probably hadn't played in f- three years, maybe maybe four. Yeah. And me and the partner, like as COVID was coming to an end and you could start traveling around New South Wales a bit more. Yeah. We went up to this really remote place in the Blue Mountains and three of the lads were like, we love golf. We're going to go and play golf. You got to come with us. And I was like, all right, all right, I guess so. And they were like hyping each other up. Like two of them played every week and one of them was like, yeah, like I'm really competitive, blah, blah, blah. I would um, never say that with golf. It's why a, it's why a humbling, would you? Yeah. Why would you? And I was just literally there. I was like, I haven't played for years. I don't even know if I can hold a club anymore. Yeah. And I, like, without, like, to my own horn, had the best game of my entire life. Mm. Like, we were playing doubles. So what you would do is, uh, one of so you would both, all four of you would tee off. And wherever the best ball landed. I think that's what we're doing. Yeah. The other, pl- the other player would hit it. I don't know if that's how doubles yeah. works in golf. But anyway, no, that's but it's like best ball. You play best ball. Play best ball. But yeah. it's the other person who plays it. So if I tee off, I'm playing with you. I tee off. My, mine's the best ball. You take the next shot. And I was playing with one of the guys who, who played every week. And we absolutely <laughs> destroyed them. And I felt so bad. I was like, I didn't realize I was going to play this well. Like, this is all Dude, by accident. Take it when you get it with oh, that big time. game. Anyway, we, everyone's falling asleep oh, now. Completely, yeah, because guys. Because we just talked about golf. <laughs> if you don't want to hear us talk about golf and you want to skip around, there will be time codes in the description. Feel free to jump around. We've got a little bit of news coming up. We've got a bit of things we've been up to. and Yeah, you should pass on the pod if you like it. Do that That's too. That's what they should do. If you like us talking skip about Skip around golf. and skip the pod to someone else. Yes. yes. <laughs> if, you like, if you like golf... You, we don't usually talk about it. So no, we give don't. Give us a five-star <laughs> review and <laughs> ignore that we did. Give us a five-star review for the all the times we didn't that, talk yeah, about agreed, golf. Agreed, That'd be uh, great. Yeah. Anyway. We love when you do. It's really as you can do it in-app. Do it immediately. In-app. D- DL, what, what have you been up to, buddy? Um, other than that whole little golf tirade, which, by the way, they played, like, techno music at the driving range. Oh, that's cool. Which is very... I I was not down. <laughs> oh, right. I was like, this is, like, not the golf vibe <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> There's like all these young kids you like, like slamming beer. beers. I was like, Jesus, this isn't top golf. I just wanted to go to the range <laughs> and try and get good again, distracted. Get good. Anyway, uh, the when I wasn't doing that, I was 
finishing Mando, and yeah, it's it sucks. Doesn't I knew it. I knew it. You called it. No, it just started really strong, like, and then failed. This is a show that, like, spoilers for Mando, by the way. Yeah, we did spoilers. this last week, and we didn't this say that. This is a show that, like, just isn't. Like they're they're obviously changing the format to try and expand the world, sure. and integrate Ahsoka, and basically Marvelize it. It wasn't Ahsoka, or was she in it? You no, mean... but even like last season, she yeah, like, sure. You know what I mean? Like, and and the whole Boba Fett thing, like they're trying to create this world, <laughs> and it's uh, like the show. That's su- a thumbs down, by the, the way. The show suffered for it. Like they're not as good at like as doing it like as Marvel was, not really is, but was. And it's you know, it, it's well, just that's, dis- that's cold. It's just disjointed, man. And it's okay. like uh, you know, it's okay. But it's like not uniform and like mm-hmm. it showed these great glimpses of at least like, oh, maybe they are creating this great, you know, highbrow, mm-hmm. like artistic archetype analysis with like Star Wars, like lore involved and history. And it just turned out it was like fell down. They like teased that and then just did the normal stuff. Oh, that sucks. Did they have a big like get together at the end? Yeah, of course. I mean, mm. Cool. It was, it was I feel so justified in my YouTube beautiful. video when I was just like. It could be really interesting, but you know they're just going to get together again and have a big shootout, right? It's yeah, a western well, at the end of the day. No, but the western element of it is like the cool part. But they that even like that's I guess one of my points. The first two seasons you had that vibe, yeah. And it was like you know a western, and you fill in the gaps with your own emotions and thoughts, and like uh, you know it was really minimalist and like kind of mm. monster of the week. But I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was different. This was like that, but also trying to be this convoluted. It's like pick one. Ah, and I now see I think they're mean. gonna get back to it in the future seasons because the way it ended. I see what you mean. But uh, so tell me how it ends. Like full spoilers. They retake, I'm never gonna watch it. They retake Mandalore. They beat Moff Gideon. He Moff died. Gideon comes back. Yeah, thank God though, because like there's not a lot of personality in this. Oh really? He's hamming it up. <laughs> I like that dude. Yeah, he's good. Giancarlo Esposito. He's like the bad guy in everything. Like he Breaking is. Bad. He is standard bad guy material. He's in days. a Far Cry game. He's in everything. He's also he always plays the same guy. He always plays a bad guy too. Oh, well, actually, what's he? He's in uh, superheroes, the boys. Is it? Yeah, of course. And in he's the boys. like different in that. Jeez, I like him in that. Yeah, he's good. I think did he? No, he's not dead, is he? Or is he dead? I thought he died. I can't. I thought remember. his daughter Season three? killed him. Oh, maybe. Didn't you? I can't 100% remember. That's fun. Yeah. As the things come back, I need to rewatch that. Yeah. Well, I've done a few fun things this week. What'd you do? Well, all mine are movies, so I've not had time to invest in anything. I haven't even watched a new episode of Goddamn Ted Lasso, which I'm obsessed with. Hurry up and get to Yellow Jackets. I'm trying. No one one else other than Gail watches it, and my brother, and I... We never can talk about it at the same time. Okay, I will get there. So get Trust there. me, we'll get there. Anyway. Plus, when the partner gets on it, you know we'll end up watching it all in like <laughs> yeah, a day. Well. So I watched a couple of movies. I've actually got three. I'm going to talk about two because they're both pretty. They're they're still. I'm still still chipping away at that uh, brownie points. <laughs> by the way, one of them we watched was Puss in Boots, which is interesting because the ridge, the ridge. Now, interestingly, say that because I was flicking through whatever it was Netflix Stan. And I was like, oh my God, Puss in Boots is on here already. I was like, this has only just come out in the cinema. It's great. So I put it on and, and my partner was like, I've seen this. I was like, we did not go to cinema to see this. And she was like, no, no, no. It's like old. Yeah. It's from 2011. I yeah. <laughs> didn't Puss realize. Boots. This is Puss in Boots 2. Yeah. I, I didn't realize there was a second one. I was the first one. There's two boots, two pusses. Good points. Two All good points. Uh, it was fun. I quite enjoyed it. It was different. It was a Jack and a Beanstalk, et cetera, et cetera. Liked it. Was it like Pixar funny? Yeah. You know how we just said Mario? Shrek Shout funny. out to our... Uh, you get my point, though. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Like so adult funny. With we were, I was talking about this with a guy, with one of my friends in work today. Shout out, Videsh. 
uh, he was saying, he was asking me whether he should take his kids to A, C, Mario, or B, C, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And I said, well, definitely don't take your kids to see the Guardians of the Galaxy How old movie. Are they? Uh, be- 10 and below. Yeah, there's some blood. In that there's one. some guts. There's yeah. some gore. And I said, I said to him, definitely don't take kids to see Guardians of the Galaxy, but you're going to be bored in Mario. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? I was like, well. <laughs> yeah, it's just not, it's not all there. It doesn't have that adult flavor, does so, it? So, but puss, pussy, pussy boots. Pussy, pussy boots. <laughs> pussy boots does. Ah, it's got a few bits. Yeah, I, I enjoyed oh, yeah. it. It had Salma Hayek in it as one of the. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. One of, it was one of the curvy cats. Li- liked that character. <laughs> Uh, it was fun. I liked it. The other thing, uh, the other one I was going to mention before we get into something actually good was we watched another kind of trash movie with Ryan Reynolds and mm. Samuel Jackson called The Hitman's Bodyguard. Mm. You heard about this one? I have. You'll have seen I trailers for it. Don't recall. Salma Hayek's in the it. sequel, The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife or something. Okay. Actually, she's in this too, but that's two Salma Hayek movies. How much fun? <laughs> you got a thing. It's a bit nonsensical. Like it's it's a bit dumb. Mm-hmm. It the story is that uh, Samuel Jackson is this like he's a hitman, right? It's in the title of the film. The hitman's bodyguard. Yeah. Roll credits. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Reynolds is like uh, he's like a high ranking like bodyguard type. He used to have like a full crew around him. He had like he like was triple A or whatever he says he is. Yeah. And he got knocked down because one of his target, one of his uh, the people he's trying to take care of, got knocked got killed on his watch. Anyway. He gets called in to effectively take this hitman who is in prison and they're trying to bring him to a Geneva convention to put this dude who's Gary Oldman in a really wild, with a really wild accent, trying to get him put away for basically war crimes. Mm. And it's all of Gary Oldman's like crew being this, I think he's Belarusian. I'm not, I don't know if that's 100% right. He's like the head of state for like Belarus or something. Vladislav Dukovic. Yeah. And it's his name. Terrible accent. And he's trying to kill the he's trying to kill Samuel Jackson before Vladislav? he gets to Yeah, real bad. Before he gets to the, the, the Hague to effectively put him away. And it's it's a bit of fun. Like it's nonsense. It's not good. Tell us what the IMDB score is as you're already there. Six nine. Oh wow, that's way higher than I expected. Well, that's the Hitman's Bodyguard. Were you watching the wipes of the No, we watched the first one, so Hitman's yeah, so that is correct. Hitman's Bodyguard. Ryan Reynolds, by the way. Slight departure from normal Ryan Reynolds. He's a bit sad in this one. So it's the same, but he's a bit sad. <laughs> you know, Ryan Reynolds does the same thing. Isn't that the, like that sci-fi movie we just saw? Oh my God, yeah. The Adam, one, yeah, the Adam, Adam Project. He's, he's like himself, but a bit sad. A bit sad. He's got two levels. <laughs> himself, <laughs> or himself, but a bit sad. And both of them I enjoy. Or just like de- full Deadpool. A full Deadpool. Yeah. Maybe three levels. Okay. Yeah. Maximum effort, shall yeah. we say. What else have you been up to, buddy? Uh, we have, we watched the new episode of Yellow Jackets was good. We, I finished RE4. I'm oh, on my it. second playthrough. Oh, damn. <laughs> Had to do it. You must be enjoying it. Yeah, it's good. And then I watched, uh, well, th- there's a couple other things like the wild, wild country, this documentary on cults. Okay. Because I am. I like stuff like that. First of all, so who doesn't? It's yeah, just fair. so intriguing. So interesting. But, uh, I'm so fascinated by maybe weirdos. just to like put the, put without spoiling Yellow Jackets, cause it's not really a spoiler. There's elements to it that like kind of feel culty. Okay. Um, and like I was like, oh, yeah, I have this kick now. I want to know about this. Oh, this cult kick. <laughs> I can't join one. That's bad. <laughs> I've no got a gun. But I'm gonna itch this scratch. You know? Itch this scratch. Scratch this itch. <laughs> uh, and so we watched Wild Wild West, and it's so far interesting. It's kind of weird. But Not the Will Smith version. No. Okay, cool. So he wasn't any rapping in it. No, it's a documentary a on a real live cult and a real live event that it, happened in uh, Oregon or Utah or something. Oh wow! Can you tell me anything about it? It's 
so far I'm only an episode in. It was okay, a long, okay. but it's like basically this nowhere town in the middle of uh, America. Suddenly, like one of this, this nobody there. You know, it's a country town, and this guy just buys up. You know, he shows up with this eccentric outfit, buys like sixty acres of land, and says, "Oh, we're just going to create a farm commune." Oh yeah, of course. But apparently, something else happens. Interesting. That's all I know because we were just now, we're now kind of getting history on the guy. He's kind of like this like philosopher from India who just like had garnered this massive following. Interesting. Culty, 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 culty. All yeah. the cults. So I did that, and then uh, you know, I've been watching uh, Gail play Harry Potter. Oh yeah. How's she going? It's looking exciting, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, but she looks ridiculous. Oh, man. They look so... Oh, You were telling me this. Tip for her. Tip for her. You can transform it. You can change. Yeah. So if you open the menu and you... uh, Before you click into literally change what the item is, if you just hover over whatever you have on, you can click a button. I can't remember what it is. like R1 or something. And you can change the appearance of what you have on. So put on the best thing you can possibly get and then just change it. My guy looked badass at the end. He was like... Look like a Death Eater or something. He was so, sick. like, what's the point of having them all look different? I think it's just. I think it's until you realize that <laughs> you've got to look. You've got to look wild. She literally looks absurd. <laughs> She's like somebody outfit. She looks so like a bad. middle-aged like, <laughs> like gardener, <laughs> with like a, a ta- like a boy, like a boy cap, like a Oliver Twist boy oh, good. cap, oh, good. with like you know sunglasses that are like multicolored. It's wild. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, she just looks yeah. crazy. Yeah, you I was do. like, you literally like, you why would anyone talk to you? Don't, you would have zero friends. Don't All tell these people talking her. to you would be like, uh, avoid. You know what? It's like it's your custom character in a cutscene. Bro, <laughs> I hate to make the joke, but she, like that, her character looks like Combine Kid. Like, <laughs> like I would not go near that kid, dude. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, a fu- it's a fun game. I, I do want to play it, and it's looking fun. Minus that, like the combat looks really fun. Well, now you know about that trick. You can change your stuff, but you have kind to feel like I'm not gonna tell her. Yeah, don't. It's funnier if she looks don't. ridiculous. You should play her new her new game plus so you have all of the things she's unlocked so you can change it to whatever you want. Because you have to unlock things first. But isn't that the fun? Kinda. Yeah. So like But you can play New Game Plus and just start over and do all of it. And unlock things. And unlock new things. Because okay. I bet you do way more exploration than she does. I bet she's just like She has no idea what she's Well, exactly. Doing. <laughs> I bet you you'd be like in the first like two hours, as soon as I got outside of the castle, Gil- I went to the Dude, top right hand corner of the map. Yeah, oh, just to do it. Yeah, I was like, "All right, I can do this." Aren't now. you gonna die? Like, no, I was annoyed because like an hour, maybe two hours later, I got a broom and I could just literally go anywhere. I was like, "Yeah, I really needed that." Yeah, dude, Gil literally spent the first like. 15 hours playing this game in the halls of Hogwarts. Oh I was like, surely just going, just hours. going like, Revelio, Revelio, Revelio. Oh, I was wow. just like, God, can you do something? Like, <laughs> surely there's more to this game. <laughs> anyway, we, so that's what she's been doing. And then I did watch the, the, uh, first half of Bill Burr's live at Red Rocks. Comedy oh yeah. I've seen it looks one. good so far. I've seen that. Yeah, one. It's pretty about, fun. Uh, Anything else from, from your Yeah, own? final one is uh, I got super excited. Last week we talked about the Dune trailer. There's a brand yes. new one out. It looks great. There's another one. There's uh, I think yeah, I think there's a second one that's I coming out. I don't want to watch it anymore. I wanted to show up. Well, I we ended up rewatching the first movie and I feel like I must have missed a lot of that at your house because I don't remember half of this shit. But it was two years ago. It was yeah. I kind of felt the same. There was a couple of t- minutes where I was like, "Was I just stony? Yeah. Like, what? What did I?" But then at the same time as well, if I remember, I probably took like six 
like anti antihistamine. Yeah, because you were your to, cat was there. Yeah, I was probably like tripping. Yeah. But yeah, it's so it's so good. And yeah, I forgot just how intricate the plot is and how well they've taken the adapted the book, the source yeah. material. There's right? a couple things where I'm like, oh, it would have been perfect if you just did this. And it's like hard. Yeah. It's, it's not really nitpicks. It's like it's big enough where I'm like, fuck, I wish he did. Because you only get one shot. Yeah. Uh, with, well, you talked about the Bene Gesserit stuff. You yeah. Like well, ma- well, I think they'll do more of that. I'm talking mainly the like whole husband storyline. Sure. I feel like they left a lot. He on the, wasn't in there a lot. Yeah. No, I feel like they left a lot on the floor for that. Talking like, of Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, but later. also with his uh, mistress and like why that was a dynamic. Because like they, mm-hmm. they talk what well, we've talked about in our Dune episode. But yeah. That was the only point that I was like, fuck, I wish they, he nailed that. But everything else is like spot on. I did love that character as well, though. And like, even in the books, I felt that strong. Duke Leto? 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 Leto. Leto. Duke Leto. Leto. Hey, Duke. Uh, The Duke. I I I really like that character. Yeah. He was like fascinating. He knew he was walking into a trap. And little things like that. Like, like, like there's a a magnetism to the character. Yeah, totally. And I think Oscar Isaac's kind of the perfect person to play that. Yeah. And also other crazy characters as today's topic of course well we've talked we've talked about him a lot on this podcast like a lot 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 do you remember who's the next machina what a movie that was yeah i mean he's he's just a man of many many talents and every time i see him like he's got like even if he just like shaves his beard different like he looks like a new person he does he doesn't look like the same guy in ex machina that he is not at all he's got a he's he's got he's got a very moldable adaptable face i'd say yeah and very good hair Oh, amazing hair yeah. in everything. You know what? When he starts getting flecked with a little bit of gray, especially in Dune. Yeah, well, they, it's oh like, my God, did they it's do sexy. that on purpose? Don't know, but it's so goddamn sexy. It is. It's good. I wonder what he looks like now. I wonder if he's gone full Taika Waititi and gone like pretty much white. Similar like color hair, to be fair, to begin with. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I just pulled it up. Oscar Isaac what's hair. He looking, what's he looking like now? 20? I mean, it's, it's, it's not all white, but it's good. Oh, man, stop it. Silver it's Fox? Good. Silver Fox, yeah. Silver Fox in it, baby. All right, what we do now is we like to talk a little bit about the news and dumb stuff we've heard during the week. It's not really news. It's just stuff we see on Instagram most of the time. <laughs> and we like to call it Have You Heard? DL, have you heard this week they released a new trailer for the Meg 2? Now, Joy. I'd forgotten the Meg 1 happened. I hadn't. Gil made me go to that one. <laughs> Is it still jo- Jason Statham? It's still Jason Statham. I don't know who any of the characters so, are in the original, so who knows? So we're, th- we're, we're buying this. We're buying what they're selling. Well, apparently. Not apparently. only 65 million years went by, we missed one massive shark. Exactly. We missed two. Could be the same one. Did the f- first one die? Uh, did not, it not, not survive yeah, the original? I'm pretty sure it's... I'm sorry. And spoilers for the Meg I'm one. Pretty sure it's a explodes. film I've not seen. I think there are two Megs in that. I don't think so. I think there's a second Meg at the end. You fell asleep for oh, maybe sure. Maybe I didn't stay for the post credit scene. No, no. I mean, as in like the, the final like big thing was like, I'm sure there were two Megs in it. Maybe I'm wrong. Have you seen it? If anyone's seen the Meg out there I'm at pretty sure all, they just blow it up. Let and it's like know. this big tuna explosion. Oh, that's fun. I mean, not yeah, fun, but well, the trailer looks dumb fun anyway. Like it's, it's chasing him up like a pier and chomping at the pier. It's very like the opposite of what like, Jaws ever was. Like Pac-Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megala Pac-Man. Except Jason Stamos is like a little... Pacalodon. There you ghosty. go. That's what we call it. Um, how is he... How, and, uh, actually, one of the friends of the show made this point to me, and they, they might bring it up next week. But how on earth is he supposed to be an alcoholic and still be that ripped? Like, it's, it's incredible. Like, impossible. Is he supposed to be an alcoholic in that movie? Yeah. God, I don't remember that movie at all. Clearly. Uh, yeah, I mean... I know I more about it than you do. There's a lot of... 
you know, I think it's just like believability is an all time low when you watch a movie called well, The Meg. Yeah. So <laughs> The Meg. I don't know if uh, they they considered that. Yeah. Would Would you watch The Meg even for? No, I don't want to. No. No. You want to do it even for, the for content? There's, there's I don't want to do it for the. I don't do it for the podcast. I think I'll it's it just like video. not dumb enough to do for the podcast. Like I want to go full dumb or I want to go full highbrow. I don't like an in between. I don't like an Aquaman. That's true. That's yeah. hard to talk about, man. Yeah. Real hard to talk about. All right, what else have you been up to? What else have you heard? Did you hear this week? Andor season two DL will apparently focus on the three days I did see before this. the events of Rogue One. I did see this, which is an interesting. Yeah. So, like, is this the end? Well, they said he he only really wanted to do like two or three seasons, but I mean, they could stretch it out as long as they wanted. Let's be honest. That's as pretty long as crazy. He still looks young. It's enough. pretty wild to me though that like, well, no, if it's the three days before Rogue One, spoilers for Rogue One, they all die. Oh, I guess. so. <laughs> what I'm saying is though, like, so like they're not exa- going to do another season. Did like, you know exactly? Oh, they're going to do he another was? season <laughs> through two days before, <laughs> like, and another one for the third day. Like that'd be ridiculous. Look, it would take a long time to build a Death Star, right? Like it's not going to happen overnight. So they could say it's a couple of years between the first series and actually the events of Rogue One. No, because you just said. Wait, did I not, did I mishear this? It's taking place. Oh, you're saying so he's just not going to be in it? No, no, he is. No, I'm saying that this new season is going to be those three days. What I'm saying is, yes, they could have stretched this out a bit. They didn't no, have they to go sh- second yeah, no, season. No, I agree. They should have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Why didn't I'm they? agreeing with you. It's a bummer. We were agreeing with each other. Just you're not really listening. No, I didn't. I didn't understand your point. You're like, I, I, they could extend it. I was like, well, what, how are they going to extend it? He dies in Rogue One. He's gonna. This is like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's three days before. <laughs> He's a clone. They've got clones in the Star Wars universe it now. Is, it is a bummer. Bring him back, baby. It is a bummer that they're doing that. That kind of implies that it's only two seasons, right? Perhaps. He said he didn't want to do a lot of it, to be fair. Well, maybe they'll do more of the... Uh, well, no, they can't, because <laughs> it's Andor. Everyone it's else does. Andor yeah, exactly. his name. <laughs> like, the show is his name. Unless his sister takes over the role. Sus. Sus. Yeah, big... I mean, big sus. Yeah. I am bummed, but also, it will be good, so... I mean, if it's anything like the first season, surely it will be. Yeah. I mean, they tried with The Mandalorian, like you said last week, but such is life. What do you have, DL? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, that's all I had. I actually had that piece of news, and then there was something else about like the writer strike or something or other. We'll talk I, about that in a minute. Yeah. But there is one bit of news before we talk about that, and yeah. I want to know your thoughts on this. Let's hear it. You remember we did our episode on Mortal Kombat? Like it was, I think it was the first film we saw during lockdown. Yes, that was new, a net new film, something we could net watch that was new. brand new, and we talked about it in depth. We even did the original one before it. <laughs> But apparently, the second one is in the works. And now, I think this is wild speculation. I don't think it's going to happen. But apparently, Carl Urban, favorite of the show from Lord of the Rings, from The Boys, Star Trek, pick a movie franchise. He's pretty much done them all by this point. Yep. He's apparently in final talks to play Johnny Cage. <laughs> now, Johnny Cage, is as you know... supposed to be American? Yeah, from the games, he's like... Uh, over the hill movie like martial arts movie actor yeah who's i don't know why he's brought into Mortal Kombat. to be frank with you there's probably deep law that i'm butchering but like yeah. i think he's got a charisma but i don't see him as that slick you know what i mean like i feel like johnny cage is very like just from my memories of Mortal Kombat one two three i feel like he's very like slick and very like big smile american like one of his fatalities or friend alex whatever they call him is like he just like signs a picture himself and throws it at them or some shit wow i don't feel like that's carl urban no it's not a, well also his accent does he have a good american accent i mean he does pretty good accents like he was okay. i think he was english in star trek and i didn't re- well he's got an english accent in bloody lord of the rings and i never didn't knew he was kiwi i didn't know he was kiwi until this well, moment now you do awesome. 
Okay. Fair I enough. assume. <laughs> All right. Let's let's see it. Let's what do you reckon? It. I think he's I, too gritty. He's not like. Well, I mean, you don't want it to be. I mean, I just I don't know. I think that it just kind of depends, right? Like, it's not that big of a character. So if as long as he just brings something to it. I just hope they do an actual Mortal Kombat in this film. Like the last one, they didn't actually do a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. The Mortal Kombat, the competition. No. No, the beginning. What happened at the beginning? Wasn't there like a Mortal Kombat in the beginning? I don't think so. Not the no. recent film. Don't you remember? It was all about that new guy, the one who had the like Sub-Zero. things wrapped around his hands. No. Yeah, well, they mm. had Sub-Zero's backstory in uh, Scorpion's original backstory. Oh, you're right. It had that other guy. But I thought they did a Mortal Kombat no, in I the tra- like right at the, like when they were all training and they were at the no. temple of some kind. They were just training to stop them invading was, the world. But a bunch of people died. Saving the world. Yeah, not Mortal Kombating. Mm. I think you're all thinking of the original 1998 am, yeah. film. Which there is which is real multiple bad. Mortal Kombat's? Oh yeah, there's like three. Yeah. It's bad. Real bad. I'm mm. glad. You should be glad I didn't make you watch the other ones because the have first seen, one's bad enough. I have seen the first one before. So I we was we did down, it for the No, podcast. I know, but even before that, I was oh, like right. down to rewatch it. Because as, as a kid, <laughs> I was like, I thought this was good. Oh no. Let me evaluate my <laughs> taste. <laughs> a lot of things I watched as a kid that I thought were good really, yeah. really weren't that good. Yeah, I know. Saying that, we've talked about the the movies that I grew up with. There's like four or five minimum that were just like we had on videotape and we watched on repeat. But it's the way you have it on VHS, you know? Yeah, you've got you've got to gotta do, do it. it. So let's talk then, DL. There's been a bit of fallout this week. And have you heard? You have heard, because we talked about it last week. There's been a lot of fallout from the writer's strike. Now yes. Doing a bit of doing a little bit of digging, reading up on this a little bit, it does seem like, and I, and I know I don't know the whole story, but it does seem like they're just asking for like a fair living wage. Like I know we talked about it last week, but like there are stories coming out. Like, like there are obviously writers who are doing pretty well. You know? I have no idea. Yeah, but they're like horror stories are coming out. Like one of the writers of that, you know, that Beef uh, TV show, the one that's huge at the moment. Beef. It's it's huge at the moment. Everyone's talking about it. No. Anyway, it's it's a viral no. thing. Apparently, one of the reality show. No, no, no. It's a show. Show. I mm-hmm. uh, was either one of the writers of that or one of the writers of something else. Like literally, couldn't afford to go to an award show to pick up his award for that TV show. Mm. Like they just didn't pay him enough for his work. And things like streaming are making it significantly harder. And they're trying to make it so they're getting paid basically for the day's work rather than their long the longevity of their work. It's fucked, man. Anyway, mm. I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but. Some of the things, we've got a list. Some of the things that have officially been affected by the, the, the strike. Let's go through these. Um, I don't know all these, by the way. Uh, a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, a Hedge Knight. Don't know. Check it out. Uh, Big Mouth. Do you know Big That's Mouth Game on Netflix? Is it? Is that yeah. what that one is? Yeah. Well, that one's been affected. Big Mouth has. Blade has. Cobra Kai has. Uh, Hacks. Uh, all the late night talk shows. Uh, Severance. I think that must be season two. Stranger Things. Yellow Jackets has been affected, DL. No, pay them! Exactly. <laughs> uh, the the Blade upcoming Marvel movie has been affected. Um, and finally, the Daredevil Born Again TV show has been affected by it. So it's it's everything. And, and we, I think we're going to talk a bit more about it, a little bit more detail next week when we might have a special guest. But it feels like it's time to catch up on my old shows, I guess. We might be time. New ones. But like I said, I said to you like previously, the r- last Rider Strike in 2008, I think it was, did not end well for movies in general. Who won? Well, I guess the writers got a, a pay increase of some description because they came back to work, but... Then like scab it. Somebody scabbed it. 
Isn't that what they call them when they come back? Scab. Did they? I think that's like from a show I saw. (laughs) People, when you come, when you break the, you know, strike, break the line, and some people go back and they're like, "Uh, yeah, I'm. My brother's a teacher in the UK, and a lot of teachers are striking at the moment. And like, fair, they don't get paid well at all, and it's it's a it's a shit show basically. Yeah, and dumbest thing ever. But they're like all in different. Teachers so little, and they're like so integral crazy. to the future. It's crazy. Them. And yeah. doctors, you know, people who actually make sense to pay well. Yeah. Like writers, we need this. We need the entertainment to stop ourselves thinking about our actual jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna suck, man. It's gonna suck for a while. I think a lot of TV coming. Like, I think everything for the next maybe six to maybe nine months should be all right because it's already been written, obviously. Yeah. But after that, like, there's. Writers do so much that you don't even realize. Like they sometimes they are on set, and when stuff needs changing on the fly, like let's say like a line isn't quite working, mm-hmm. they'll help update it. They'll write a new one or whatever. Like they do a lot more than we think they do, and it's mm. crazy to think that you know someone like I don't know. We talk about David Zaslav a lot. The guy who runs Warner Brothers now gets paid like thirty million dollars a year. It's like, come on, mate. What do you what do you really do? Like, what's your actual job? Like, you do nothing. You yeah, just tell no. people to cook cook costs. Yeah, the uh, no, I, I hear you. I think that the uh, the writers' strike will hopefully not delay all the Marvel stuff because well, they've already well, we might have they're co- already fucked. If that, well, you know what I mean. Like, the, I'm, I'm going to pose a question for you now that I want you to ruminate on. We'll come back to you next week. Yeah, could it be a blessing disguise for Marvel? Like, let's put it in. Let's be frank. It's been a bit shocking. It's been a bit all over the place. Like it's not perfect in terms of the linear, the the the, the writing or the direction it's going. So how's it going to benefit? Could taking a step back, stopping things for a minute, not like you know, actually saying like while the writers are striking, we're not going to do any more work. Like Blade, they're clearly taking a break with it. Like Daredevil, giving them time, especially people like Kevin Feige, to you know maybe get his ducks in a line. Could that help the MCU? Don't react to that. We'll talk about that more next week because I'd love to know your thoughts in more detail. Okay. Look, guys, if there's anything we haven't talked about, I know a lot of the... Well, I actually haven't seen a lot of things this week, so uh, a lot of it was the fallout from this riot strike. Let us know. Hit us up. Hit us up at Podcast Assemble or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Send us a meme. Tag us. Yeah. Whatever you want. I love it when you guys do. Yeah. Share it. Do it. Give it all over. All right, guys. DL, do you want to preface our main topic this week? Our main topic this week is actually the first movie which is ironic that my partner and i watched together wow or one of the first not ironic weird no it's ironic because i had no idea what it was gonna be okay (laughs) saw it on netflix was like this looks cool (laughs) and it's ironic because like she'd never watch this with me now oh not a chance not a chance i'd have to it'd have to be like major veto week or whatever the hell and but she like gladly did it. it was super cool and it goes to show first three months of the relationship People are. You can get away yeah, with you anything. Get away with, like, oh, they, people are flexible. What's the? What's the? There's a Aussie comedian. I forget his name. Jeffrey something, um, uh, or Jeff something. He does. He has the gun skip, but he's like Jim ev- Jeffries. Yeah, Jim Jeffries. Like every girl can pretend she's not crazy for three months. <laughs> oh, you want to watch Star Wars? Awesome! Like, I want to watch Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Great joke. Anyway, there's truth to that. Because we watched Annihilation. So we are back to our sci-fi anthology. There are so many great sci-fi movies, and I was excited to talk. I, you know what? This has been on my list for so long. Yeah, I'm surprised long. you haven't seen it. It kind of fell so it kind of fell into the bucket, and we've talked about this so many times. I've got a bucket of movies, which I, I call so, airplane movies. Right? Okay. Yeah. So it's a movie that I 
do want to watch, but I just don't have the headspace or the time to do, and it ends up being something that I will wait until I'm in a confined... I'm forced to be on an airplane for a long amount of time and, and have all the time to just watch stuff. So it kind of fell into that bucket a little bit for me. I was a bit like, I'll get round to it when I'm in yeah. that kind of space. Yeah. And I'm surprised because it's... It's not really an airplane. Mo- oh, there, there's, sorry, there are two types of airplane movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on what I've always said. There's those type of movies, and there's always the ones that you love and you want to rewatch. And you just rewatch. Yeah. I love. I, I like. I seem to always end up watching uh, Into the Spider Verse on an airplane for some reason, <laughs> because it's a fucking great movie. I can't wait to talk about the sequel. Um, but uh, yeah, this is our sci-fi anthology coming back, baby. And it's not really a an airplane movie. I no, would say. not it's like more like you want to watch it when it's on a nice screen kind of you know it's a bit heady anyway oh totally it's, the, you said it's annihilation 2018 right yeah okay good annihilation 2018 i didn't say the, the year but also i struggled to spell annihilation yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like can you spell it now don't look i I've, spell I've, it now I've, don't I've look you it so many times a double n i l i no hey there is that my way a double n i h I L A T I O N. Yes. Yes. I've texted you it so many times. I'm used Annihilation. to it now. Yeah, I know. I shot. I didn't realize there were so many ends in it. Dude, I, I couldn't like... even get autocorrect to fix it for me. I struggled so bad. I was like, surely autocorrect. I'm closer now. I'd like edit one letter like at a time. I'd press it. I'd be like, fuck. Is the double N. I'm telling Where's you. Where's the AI when I need it? Yeah. Do you have a stupid plot summary for this? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, beautiful, dangerous chaos. Oh, I like that. Yeah, very artsy. Very artsy of you. Yeah. All right. Mine is very different. Like the Age of Ultron, <laughs> this is less an annihilation and more just a weird occurrence. <laughs> what is the Age of Ultron? The movie Age of Ultron. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's over like oh, two yes, days. Yes, 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 yes. It's not an age. It's not really an age, yeah, is it? It's not an age. Although the comics are. Anyway. Sorry, I'm slow. Do you want to guess for me? Let's, let's talk critical scores here. Like at the moment, what what do you think the IMDb score is for this? Uh, seven, eight. Oh, you're very, very like nice to this movie. It's six, eight. Really? Yeah, yeah. It got good ratings. I thought when it came out. I've listened to a bunch of analysis on it. Like yeah. not a bunch of analysis. I listened to one person talk about it, and they were like, "It's amazing." I was like, "All right." Yeah, I thought a lot of people liked it. All right, well, tell me the Rotten Tomatoes score. Eighty-eight. It's 88. 88. Bang on the money. Ding, 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 it had to happen eventually. Even, wow. a, even a blind squirrel finds a nut yeah. sometimes. I think that might, I think one day you're going to get all three right and it's going to be like, Dude, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to walk out. Break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, what do you think the Metacritic score is? Uh, 62. It's 79. And I'm not surprised by that because I think this is quite, I think a lot of people like this, like you said, when it came out. And this would definitely appeal to critics. Definitely. I actually watched a really interesting piece about the different, like, why critic scores and audience scores in a lot of recent movies have been so wildly different. Like, so, for example, for uh, for example, the John Wick movies, like, had really low critical scores, but really high audience scores. Mm. And, like, it's it's rare that both critics and audiences, like, agree on things these days. And that's weird because you'd think the critics should be... You should be listening to critics for them to be like, and you go, oh, they, this is, this well, is critics what I wanna, trust. want them to push to new things, I think, generally. I, or yeah. execute yeah. other so, things yeah, extremely well. They do, yeah. yeah. And I think that's part of the point of the video. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll link it, but I can't remember exactly who it is. But this is, of course, director Alex Garland, and I mentioned Ex Machina before. He's the director for that. And this is a cool cast, man. It's got Natalie Portman. It's got Oscar Isaac. It's got Benedict Wong, uh, the absolute it dream. It's got uh, Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee. It's it's got Tessa Thompson. It's a fun cast. 
It's a lot of people who I was like, oh, I reckon, you know, when you're like, oh, I recognize that person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of that. A lot of that. A lot of like, yeah, like the, we'll, we'll talk the about it. Dr. Ventress, the uh, Jason, Jason Lee, just Jennifer Jason Lee. I was like, for the whole time, I was like, who, who is I still that? don't know what she's from. What she's is she from? She's in something. It's annoying me. Yeah, she, it'll be like know. a TV person or whatever. Anyway, she, it's, uh, oh, you know who it is? Who is it? Westworld. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, Benedict Wong's name is Lomax. Wong. Why would they give him a, a Madonna name? I don't Lomax. Know. <laughs> That's so weird. It's a little bit rogue. Yeah. But such is, such is the whole movie. So it's based on a book series, if I'm not incorrect. But interestingly, director Alex Garland didn't use the book series as direct reference. He decided to make the movie based on like his memory of the book series. Yeah. Which is really interesting. It's kind of more of crafting, I'd say. It's definitely more like inspired by is what I've read. Absolutely. Yeah. It's which I kind of like for a movie like this. Kind of makes sense. It's it's a heady movie. It doesn't have to be so exact. heady. Well, talk yeah. to me then. Talk to me about the top level plot. What's what what goes on in this bloody thing? So we uh we follow Lena. Yeah, Lena. I should I should have known Natalie Portman's character in her investigation of a uh, supernatural, unexplainable scientific event. Well, we find out early on it's from from the outer space. Yeah, we do find. I guess it's it's from outer extraterrestrial Correct. supersonic event. Where we basically have a have a comet of some kind or some kind of entity yeah. crash into the atmosphere and create basically what is called the shimmer, mm. and it's this expanding orb that is slowly expanding across, uh, not really orb, I guess it's more like a wall. It's not to be confused with the thing from Shadow and Bone. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, it's way different. <laughs> it's it's effectively yeah. like um, how would you even describe it? It's it's. Yeah, it's like a, it's an expanding like wall that is distorting the vision. If you're looking at the outside, well, it's distorting everything. It's just well, we don't know that when we start, it. but it's distorting. It's distorting the view. The, everything people go in, you can't mm. contact people when they go in. They've sent a bunch of teams in. Perfecting. No one's come back. Come coming back. No come one's back. come back. <laughs> and uh, because yeah, they're effectively trying to find out what's at the center of this phenomenon, right? Yes. See if they can reverse it or stop it or whatever. Hundred percent. That was a much better explanation. Long day. Um, and the reason Lena, Natalie goes in is because her husband, um, is a special forces officer, Kane. Kane, and he was one of the first people to, I guess, volunteer to go in. Well, we find out actually that yeah. there's been multiple teams go in yeah. and none of them have come out. We'll yeah. talk about that, but yeah. he is the only person to this point who has come back from the shimmer, Yes, which is... Fascinating and interesting on itself, and we'll we'll get into yeah. that as we go through. But so the movie the movie effectively starts with an interrogation almost yep. of that's a time the time cut. Yeah, they've effectively done this non-linear narrative, which I think kind of worked for this film. I think it worked. It's not too bad. I it's think it it's certainly if you didn't do that, it would have been very boring. It would have been yeah. I think at, for long periods. I mean, it wasn't not boring. I just think imagine you didn't have those like cut-ins where you're learning more about what happened. The, in between the expository dialogue yeah okay cool no, but give me no, more exposition no but i think it, it's not about expedition it's it, it was like show. asking intriguing intriguing questions sure. that, you're, that the viewer would then ask themselves about the next scene otherwise you're just seeing them explore. effectively this jumping back and forward yeah. it leads it kind of dictates the plot to you it, instead of you just having to think like why on earth would they go there it's like Benedict Wong is effectively interrogating Natalie Portman's Lena and sort of mm. that sort of leads where the plot takes you. And it's, it's super, it's super interesting because it starts with her in her day-to-day life. She's a professor, ex-military. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back to ex-military in a moment. I'm not 
I'm not convinced by that. But mm. uh, she, her husband's been gone for a year. There's a lot of stuff happening around her. And she's decided to sort of repaint their bedroom. And as she's yes. doing it, her husband, uh, who is Oscar Isaac, by the way, comes back. But he's not quite Oscar Isaac. And then he starts to sort of fail, shall we well, say. Well, he's just, he's just very, very... Uh distant yeah and doesn't and really remember his wife doesn't remember his yeah. wife doesn't remember why they're there is yeah. like kind of like he's on shrooms yes <laughs> he's just talking to her like he's on shrooms basically saying things like what does it matter yeah and what is life <laughs> and i don't know and this isn't even the actual plot of the fucking movie yeah this, <laughs> this is, is a start like, sorry so th- this is just a start so, so we kick it off and we get that yeah. he gets he suddenly is bleeding Goes into anaphylactic shock, all sorts of they shit. Get a, they get abducted get an, by the military. Get an ambulance yeah. to take them back. And on the way to the hospital, randomly the military abducts yeah, exactly. him. Exactly. And they get, they get taken to the shimmer, effectively. They get this taken to the shimmer, which was my poor explanation earlier. Of And we get informed of this. I mean, it's hard to explain what it is. Yeah, we get we get informed of all the backstory of this extraterrestrial, extra supernatural event. Of the shimmer expanding. Ambiguous. Yeah, yes. it, it's expanding, and they're trying to figure it out, and they can't figure it out, and they're getting desperate. So I'm going to say like straight up on this. Yeah. I'm flip-flopping as to whether I actually like this movie. Like not like like-like, but it's obviously it's obviously interesting. It's deep. It's got a lot of tones and themes, which I, you know, I dig. I like that. But it was really, really slow. I don't think so. And it just I took... think the ending was, the ending is very weird. Yeah. If you agreed. didn't have the ending, would you still feel the same way? I actually thought the ending was one of the strongest parts of it. I found it real interesting. <laughs> that was the slowest part. I've, no, I, the, the, I think... I, I, all right, we're, we're not yeah. going to talk about the ending yet, but the intimacy of the ending, to me, really made this movie. I thought they had some real heady ideas. I and loved it too. But. And this is like this is not calculable. This is not like based on any objective thing. This is just me being like... thing. Little things in this movie took me out. So... For example, Natalie Portman's supposed to be ex-military, right? And she doesn't know how to hold a gun. Like she's holding the gun as if she's never touched one before. Like I and this get is just that vibe. I thought she looked confident with it. She looked confident. That yeah. doesn't mean she knew how to use it. And I feel like, don't get me wrong, you can she's yada yada. She still only killed anything. Yeah, but you can yada yada. Like yeah, yeah maybe she had a practice or whatever. But like just little, little, little and I said nothing about her performance. I thought she was great in this. It's pretty nitpicky. She just mate. didn't. But little, little things like that, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, right, cool. Like it just took me out. I, I, I didn't. I didn't get the vibe that she didn't know how to use a gun. I actually thought she looked like she did. But the, I guess the the, the point it's I would just the perception I had at the time. The point I would make is uh, you're allowed your perception. The um, thank you, Dre. I appreciate that. It might have just been in your headspace for the movie because I um, absolutely could have been. I thought you'd like this movie, and I thought it was pretty action filled up until the last thirty minutes. Like, if you think mm. about it, like, and I don't want to just jump straight up, but they're being hunted by all sorts of crazy animals. Well, they think they are. It's like almost paranoia. Well, there's, and then there's this paranoia of like yeah. what's happening to them while they're in, in the, uh, and I guess, can we, is that spoilers? We're talking full spoilers here. Okay. So uh, what we find out slowly, probably within the first 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Because uh, Natalie Foreman's analyzing her blood when they go into the, uh, the shimmer. They start to realize that there's weird. Whenever you say the shimmer, my brain goes, the shimmer. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like get a little jazz, like jazz hands. hands. <laughs> they wrong start to, me? dude, they, nothing wrong. It is a kind of a dumb name, the shimmer. Super dumb name. What's it called in Shadow and Bone? The Shadow. The fold. The Fold. Bleh. Worse. Way worse. Yeah, I agree. I prefer the shimmer. Um, <laughs> I'll put you off your stride now, haven't I? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what <laughs> I was going to say. 
uh, anyway, the we and we should say they go. She she goes yeah. in willingly yeah, to go because her her husband's on life support and she's trying to figure out like if you something know, in she, there can save him. It yeah. can save him or face it or it's very unclear. She basically is, I think, probably chalked him up for dead and is like, why would he have accepted this mission? I need to go investigate. It's almost like going into the shimmer as an investigation of her life and like she just you know and, and her relationship with her husband and herself. And we're going to talk about that. And, and that's more of a tone yeah. theme thing. But my point is every single person in this group goes in knowing it's most likely a death mission. Absolutely. And and they all have their own individual motivations for going in, which I do feel is a little bit like forced into this. Like, fair enough. Like, I, I get why they, they put it that way. I feel I don't like it's forced at all. Who would go into that thing unless you did have... You'd be the, ordered to go in. Like, the military. They're just ordered to go in. You'd have to. It's orders. Or yeah, but, but they're trying to, like, figure out new things. They're, they're, they're like, we need, like, people that can study this shit that the are military scientists. military have people who can we need have people, scientists, we need, right? we need women. <laughs> yeah. All the men keep dying. They do. Let's try women. Um, uh, I the, the thing that I did feel a bit, and I'm probably being a bit overboard here with my, like, critical analysis, I felt it was a little bit forced, the infidelity angle between... Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac's Kane. Like to me, like and I, and I get it, and that's that's the reason why she went in. She wanted to face, effectively face that, and see if like see if she could redeem herself for what mm. like her. But at the time, I think you know, you know what it was. I think it was the way it was sequenced. Like at the beginning, they looked so happy together, and they were like so in love. And I get you're supposed to work it out as you go, mm. but I feel like. I feel like I need to watch this movie three more times to really have any real bearing on it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it on a rewatch because I had seen yeah. it before. Yeah. Okay. So it was like knowing that I think knowing some of the things I knew, I enjoyed it more. Captain Hindsight. Yeah, for sure. He's back. No, I do think, I think like knowing the ending yeah. adds value. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can see it actually. But yeah. let's, let's talk about the stakes just for a minute then. Like the stakes in this, they're kind of subtly high. Like that, like the the shim is quite small when you meet it. When you meet mm-hmm. it, when you when you're introduced to this thing, that's kind of like a living organism. To be yeah. fair, uh, but it's but it's expanding and quickly, so yeah. it could take over the whole goddamn world. Yeah, the, well, theoretically, and they're worried about it, and they're trying to figure it. Like I think they're at the point where they're throwing anybody in to go figure it Give out. Give me to go, yeah. And so uh, they enter. Right. So they enter, and they quickly identify the fact that well, she's a biologist. We got it's, like a psychologist, a biologist, and a physicist, and who and a paramedic. Yeah, a paramedic. Was kind of random. I mean, it's actually right. It's actually fair. Like, imagine if one of them got injured. True. Kind of um, helpful. Yeah. Good thinking, guys. So <laughs> very good thinking. So we've got we've got uh, we've got Lena. We've got uh, Jennifer, who's a paramedic. We've got Doctor Ventress. We've got uh, Anya Torrance. We've got Cass, and we've got Jesse Raddick who is Tessa Thompson's character. Yep. Now, Tessa Thompson, let's talk about performances then. I love, I love the way you segued there, DL. Mm-hmm. She's like a grad student and she looks 35. <laughs> I was like, she's, she's trying to play this like grad meek. Students. I know, but she's trying to play like a 19 year old. And I'm like, no, stop well, like it. A, gra- a grad student isn't necessarily like and in hind- And in Captain Hindsight, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. like probably not. But I felt like the way she was like, portraying this like hunched up little like wallflower I was like you're not 19 mate you get we all know you're 35 
I, I just, yeah, Tommy, I don't, I got to disagree with you on that. I, I think we're going to conflict this episode. Great. Perfect. The, love, the reality is like most grad students are 28 to 35. Probably. In med school to be a physicist. And they are probably pretty introspective. My, my, <laughs> like, my, I thought the yeah, casting was yeah. good. My thought on her I, was, like, I, when, when she was introduced, I thought she was supposed to be like one of these child prodigies. That's why they were like excited to have her there. Like she, she did everything by the age of 10. You know what I mean? But then oh, maybe that's me. They probably wouldn't throw them into the thing yeah, and just die. They'd be like, figure out. <laughs> why it's this way go like give them the uh, give them the analysis you but know? they've all got their own demons right so like ventress yes. has got cancer we find uh, that out Gina's later yeah you, these are things you find out as you go through uh gene's an alcoholic uh cass uh cass shepherd lost a child uh and tessa, tessa thompson's 35 uh, <laughs> they've all got their demons right so it's 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 an interesting dynamic between them all and they're all sort of None of them really want to open up to each other, but at the same time, they need each other. And mm. then weird shit starts happening around them. And it's like, it's really interesting. And so you're watching them deal with their own shit while also dealing with like this stressor of an event. Because basically what we find out is because the biologist is there, she sees that all the species, it's like these massive mutations to all yeah. the species that they find. And it's like, it's a different species, but it's the same core elements. So it's like, uh, she yeah. sees flowers that are on the same stem, but of different species. And she's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. She's, he's an alligator with like shark teeth. And it's like, okay, so basically mushing and mutating together. All yeah. these different everything. Cause it's, it's down to like ideas. Yeah. They is the weird part. They, it's some that what's make it. That's what makes it kind of heady. They could get down to the concept of it refracts everything in it. So it refracts the radio yeah. waves. That's why no one can hear them out. It refracts light. That's why it shimmers. It refracts DNA. There, it changes. It's it, the, whatever this entity is. All it's there to do is change and manipulate and look at things, mimic them, then change them. And and one one thing that's really interesting off the back of that is, and I'm probably getting too far ahead of things because we are still talking about performances. But like, we'll talk about it later. But all the death, the deaths of the characters, like no shit, they're all gonna die. Um, at least four of the five are. They're <laughs> they're all significant to their own demons, and I find that really fascinating. Like each of them has like. It, it sort of almost completes their arc the way that, the what way it, that they die. That's interesting because I'm curious about your uh, your analysis on that for the one that gets eaten by the bear thing. Interesting. I don't have the bear one, so I didn't write that one down. I must have missed that one, but I can tell you <laughs> the other ones. So Anya, um, so her, so Anya's, um, I think the one who lost a kid. Her death. Oh no, sorry, no, the that bear is the one. bear one. Sorry, the bear one. Her death highlights her impulsive and reckless nature. Uh, her impatience and lack of caution led her to separate from the team and eventually get eaten by the bear. So, like, it's showing off like traits of her character and part of the demons of why she's in there. Oh, I thought it was more like going to be like it represents the trauma of just because it happened so suddenly. Well, let's talk about pacing then. <laughs> what do you think about the pacing of this film? Because, like, I said, like it's slow and it's long, but like it wasn't bad slow and long. How long is it? How like literally how long is the movie? Great, great question. I'm gonna look this up because I'm curious because it, it is a long movie, but it I well think it takes it, its it time to establish longer yeah. than it is. Absolutely, it takes its time to establish like this weird. Uh, I'm gonna use the word eerie atmosphere within the shimmer and around it. It's like I won't go as far as enigmatic, but it's not far off. It's got it, that, and it's also because of the characters that you can tell yeah. they're a bit off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it starts with they go through the shimmer and then suddenly they just wake up. Yeah. And you're just like, what? And they're like, holy shit, it's been three Looks like it's been three days. We've gone through three foods restaurants. Do you remember doing anything? They're like, no. So you're already like, okay, time's distorted. Yeah. They're distorted. They're they're kind of like slowly becoming less and less like logical 
and more paranoid. Yeah. And the, th- the interesting thing I find about that is like not every one of the uh, the refractions or whatever the, the shim is doing to each of these people is something that repeats. So like I thought when you saw that, so the my initial thought when you saw that they were they lost four days, I thought what was kind of happening was they were resetting at night. So every time they all fell asleep, mm. it was wiping their memories somehow and then they would carry on. So it, it I, I was confused about that, but what it was really showing was that it's random. So like the things it's doing, it's, it's yeah. plucking an idea. It's plucking like a, a whatever, a, a gene pool and splicing the stuff yeah. together. And some of the imagery in it is just insane. Yeah. And and by the way, it's a one hour and 55 minute movie. Oh, so it's pretty tight. It is. It's not like the lo- shortest. It's not the longest. That's, it's not like. I think yeah. it's I think it's just, a you know, it's a plotting, slow plotting movie with yeah. high octane scenes, so, but not a lot of dialogue. Interesting. I would say. Don't you think? And it was, I think it was a lot of exposition. Yeah. There's a lot of biologists telling you exactly what's happening. Well, what they think is happening. I took a sample of my blood and I looked at it and it was something, something, something. I was like, all right, cool. That's them telling me another thing. I don't know, because I, I think they show you that the whole time too before they tell it to you. Fair enough. Yeah. So they, what uh, happens is then they're going through as they're in the shimmer and they're sort of like, they're exploring, they're finding all this crazy shit that's happening. Like my, one of my favorite scenes is when they find it's like an old village that got mm-hmm. uh, evacuated once the shimmer had started to expand. And a lot of the people had just turned into flowers. Like, yeah, they, were in like, like, they were like branch, hum- like branches that looked like humans. Kind of like what they have at Disneyland. <laughs> they wow, sh- that's, that's creepy. How they shape them into like characters. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the bushes. It's like that. Except, Except more, more like intricate. structurally intricate. Yeah. Like the bones are like the branches. The yeah, no, is that, that, is that before or after the first no person that, gets taken. That's the that's Second after death. the that's after the first person gets taken. All right. So well they effectively camp out in this abandoned military base, right? The yeah, that's one. the I was gonna say we're talking performances. What about Oscar Isaac? Oh fast. Because that's when you first get your first exposure to him. So they, how he was. How he was. So they so you you've only seen him when he arrives back, which we know is in um which we know is like in the not the past what am i saying which we know is future oscar isaac but we get a cut uh because when they go into the shimmer these technology works in there yeah it works in there and they so they've they've basically recorded themselves yeah and they've basically camped out at this old military base and so our travelers go there and see the camped out the team remains and they find a video yeah and in the video you see some gnarly stuff what do you see oscar isaac's like cutting open that dude but like his intestines have almost like become alive there's like no context you just see a video of oscar isaac with a knife looking at his mate like are you ready to film this and they cut open their their fellow marine friends and his insides are just squirming well the thing i find most interesting about that is like they 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 but one of them, the the Doctor Ventress, goes and finds the place in the base where they were, and the guy who had been cut open had become this like crazy flower sculpture. Last of Us, yeah, it reminded me of that. Super Last of Us. Actually, mushroom. the music in this really reminded me of the Last of Us. Yeah. Very like melodic and slow and guitar plucky. Mm. But interestingly, that was the first time we were properly introduced to the Robberus symbol. Yeah, on, the tattoo on, on the arm. And my partner didn't notice this, but on that sculpture, it is on one of those guys, and that's repeated through yep. the film. No, it's a on lot. like, and it's next to his watch. I remember I saw it too. And Natalie Portman ends up with yeah. it. One of the other ones ends up with it. Yeah. Um, but that's so when they're camping out in this place, what happens is they hear a disturbance outside. 
And the first, the first one of them to die is our survey says <laughs> trauma from <laughs> trauma from losing a child. Yes, trauma so, from losing a child. Uh, what happens is this thing that they think is a bear comes in and like grabs her and takes her away. It's nuts. yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It's like an evolved bear. Uh, yeah, weirdly evolved bear. Yeah. Well, let's talk about cinematography and world building a little bit then, because like this is a real deep ass. Shimmer. <laughs> it is a deep shimmer. They were, they were all sort of like within and looking around. So before we progress the story, then talk to me about the, the world building cinematography. I mean, the uh, cinematography like is more how it's cut. And there's actually some pretty cool, mm. I think, motifs that they investigate that are aligned to the themes. Like, did you notice how multiple times they zoom in on like the, the reflection of the water glass? The water glass? Like, like so there's a scene when like... Oscar oh, you Isaac, mean the glass where they sorry, the, yeah, yeah, so sorry. the glass of water, where, and yeah. you you see like their hands behind the glass of water, and it refracts the 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 their hands in this weird way that like puts it back, like it's not the way it actually would refract. Interesting, um, like a visual representation of of the theme. So there's a yeah, lot of wow. motifs and cinematography cuts like that. There's one at the beginning and one at the end. There is when they're sat uh, and that she's trying to hold his hands yep. at the table when yep. he's changed. And then there's one at the end where it's her having her water after she's changed and they're interviewing oh, her like interesting. and they give her water. So it's like there's a, a duality to the theme there. So I love those kind of like heady cuts where, you know, the what you're physically seeing represents also what like the, the plots themes are. They're like non yeah. physical uh, representation of that. So yeah, those are cool. And then aesthetically, I mean, it's a oh, really cool yeah. movie. Fascinating. Yeah, like anything, I mean, visually stimulating for sure. Well, we're going to talk about the bear, I think when we get to action, but yeah. that in itself is a fascinating idea. And the, fa well, let's talk about the, the croc shark then. It's like yeah. the idea that the shimmer is like mutating things from either ideas or from things it's come into contact with. Yeah. Like as part of the world building is just like fascinating. Like, the design. If you can imagine it, or you can, like, it's like that Rick and Morty thing. Like, write down a bunch of shit, pick yeah. one up, pick another one up, and you can make it happen. Yeah. And the designs of it's incredible. Like, the, the croc shark, the whole, like, and some of the shots they use as well, like, with that, like, that's very almost like Tarantino. Mm. Like, you know, like, the one of them's holding the croc's mouth open, but the camera's, the camera's in it coming yeah. out, and it's a lot of dark space. Yeah. It's kind of like Natalie Portman's Lena, like, you know, taking samples and stuff. Really, really fascinating. And some of the, like, some of the, the stuff they have, like when they're looking at their fingers and like their fi uh, fingerprints are moving and stuff like that. Very shroomy. I'm really telling you, you wouldn't want to see this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> God, no. But like, I think like that leads nicely into then talking a little bit more about the action and, and the bear and stuff. But like, let's progress the story then. So yeah. they find an abandoned house after yeah. they've had this horrific experience where they see the insides of this dude moving. And but, so they're, this is instantly, that was the first thing they found though. So they're freaked out at that point. Yeah. Like they were all like, oh, let's go investigate what this is. And now they're suddenly like, yeah. fuck, we're not, I think the we're reality of it hits them. Yeah. They're not coming back. But they're this. also finding weird things about themselves, which yeah. are making them question their own realities and yeah. what, where they are, what they're doing. The, the losing four days would freak you out enough. Yeah. But they find, they find this house and what happens is, um, second off the rank. Yeah. <laughs> who is uh paramedic what, who the paramedic who was gina rodriguez and so she's freaking out right and she's made the connection between natalie portman's lena and kane the soldier who came out who's who's all messed up yeah who they'd seen in the video and and by the way we're cutting the dude open and no one and natalie or lena never told anyone in the group that the reason she's gone there is because her 
husband had died going in. Or come out. Or different. come out and different, and about to die, I should say. And so she's kind of not said anything. And even when she saw in the video that he was the one that cut the guy open. Yeah. So she's kind of kept this secret. Yeah. So Anya then ties them all to chairs, the other three, the other three remainders, and is kind of interrogating them over who knew. So she thought Dr. Ventress knew. She obviously knew Lena knew. And she was like, hey, 35-year-old Tessa Thompson, did you know about this as well? And she's like, I didn't, I didn't. I'm a 19-year-old, I promise. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, then they hear the, the, they hear the other friend who's obviously just died, Cass, calling from outside like, saying help, like help me help me um oh my god that's creepy and the only thing and the only one that actually saw that confirmed that she died was lena yes correct. so like in that moment she's like you lied again she's alive we need help and instead of uh getting help what happens is this bear has a learned to adopt oh, or crazy. evolved to like basically well had it mutated into it uh, mutated into it but it basically it seems like what it does because if you look at the, you see the dead body, Lena actually does see it and you see it with her. And it's not like it happens off screen. Yeah. You do see it, but these other characters weren't there. She like, and her vocal cord was gone and right. it actually looks like the bear just like eats the vocal cords of its, of its, uh, or maybe while it was digesting victims. it, it like somehow mutated into it. I, I think that like it mutated into like this being something that it does to yeah. get prey. Cause it, not only do you see it on oh, the well, one body when she, you then proceed to see her, you know, the second lady get eaten yeah, Gina. <laughs> and it, and it goes Gina. straight for her vocal cords as well. And, and only eats out. that. Yeah. Interesting. So it's this interesting, weird concept. I think where, uh, they've, they've created this bear that uses the voice of its killed to like, oh, that's, that's yeah, it's hideous. kind of, it's kind of tweaky Ugh. anyway, but it's a good thing. It does great action scene though. Yeah. It's a good thing. It does. Cause there's real tension, the tension that it's built. She's about, she's like, you lied. All of you lied. I, I'm like, people always said the shimmer it's either they're killing themselves and then go in there or something's killing them was it which one yeah, was which it one and then she, it? so she's in this state of like anxiety and then she hears that that the friend cast. that friend call and she's like so you did lie like it's you kill, we're killing each other paranoia is through the roof yeah well guess what you're like in the chairs now and i'm i feel like i'm the one that's like going crazy i see my skin moving yeah. and i'm worried my organs are moving and she's going insane about to kill him and the bear kills her it's uh, it's brutal. Yeah, it's a really cool scene, and it's it's interesting because it's the first time that thirty uh, five year old Tessa Thompson steps up and uses a gun. By the looks of it, like she's terrified, but yeah. she saves Lena. Yeah, and I think at this point she sort of gives herself. There's like a moment of realization that she's not. This isn't for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, which, she can't deal with this. Yeah, which, which is what happens when she. We we talked a moment ago about the the flower people. She gives herself over to being a flower. She just. Allows so uh, yeah, to. the next morning they're all like gonna push on, and she's kind of like, Vanessa wants to just like find this thing for herself. You want to fight it? I don't want either of those yeah. things. I want to. And she's like, I want something different. And then it's this cool like speaking of cinematography, it's this cool cut scene where you like yeah. see her going mm -hmm. through the bushes. You can't quite see where she's gone. It's and like then, a fairy tale. Yeah. Then you like emerge out of the bush like Lena's looking for, her, and all she can see is a, a sea of these people that have turned into trees and she just doesn't know which one was her friend. Should we, should we bring back the game of what's the significance of that death? I what's the should. significance of that death on this episode of <laughs> yeah. why so, did they die? Josie's death highlights her tendency towards self isolation and her desire to escape from her pain. You know that she's got the, the big old like um, cuts on her yeah, wrist yeah. from it's interesting. She doesn't like they highlight in the film. Like they don't think she's trying to kill herself or she's trying to feel more alive, which is, 
bloody fascinating. But she like willingly embraces the mutation. Yeah. She like lets it take herself over and cho by choosing to merge with it, she's effectively, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, she's rather than confronting her personal struggles, she lets it take her over. I find mm. that fascinating. She, that she'd rather be peacefully taken over by this, this shimmer than actually have to face the things she's doing and going through it. Or, or accept that it's a part of her and not fight it. Yeah. Like there's, all, there's many interpretations. Like maybe, you know, I guess my point is there's a, to your analysis, you said, why did they force it to be like all these random people? They could have just had it be all be military people. With their yeah. own little backstories, yeah. to your point. It is an interesting choice that they did that. But I, it, I think it's... I do it, like, though, that it correlates. It works point. for the plot, yeah. and I think it... But it is... It's very convenient, right? Well, like, they, I guess they didn't need to make it that way. They could have all been military, but that would have been a nice little nitpick that you did in the writing room for people like you that nitpick things to stop other people like you from not liking the movie. Of course. Oh, well, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair, absolutely fair enough. I think the action in this is well-paced as well. Yeah. I think it's a really clever crescendo to a lot of the the tension it builds i think they survey the expectations especially with things like the bear you go like oh my god like Cass is alive like mm. we've just seen a dead like what's happening is it a yeah, refraction because you're so confused about the rules you're as confused as they are yeah, you're like i don't get it well it. maybe yeah. she is alive like, yeah. yeah well i mean speaking of action before we move on to cgi then why don't we talk about what the next step of this is then so ventress and uh, lena the final two remaining and what they do is they uh, ventures effectively gives Lena like an ultimatum. Like we need to go. I want to get center of this. I want to find out what's happening here. And she gets to the lighthouse before Lena does. Yes. And Lena finds her like in this weird catacomb under the lighthouse. It's very weird. Feeling herself. Yeah. Very odd. But she's sort of yeah. like merging with the, whatever the alien like being is at that all point. Up at one when point. she went in there, is it she, did. Is it? Yeah. I wonder if that's a case of like, the, like, she is merging with it. Mm. She's becoming part of it. But then it like cuts back and her face is normal. I think that's was... to, to make Lena feel okay. comfortable when she okay. comes in. Got but it. then she like flips out and like yeah. goes full sky beam. Yeah. She's another sky beam. sky beam. There's always a sky beam. I did. I did think the sky beam was a bit much. I think that was her giving into it. Well, let's, let's finish up the, uh, the significance of that death. Then. Yeah. On this episode, let's finish up. So Ventress, her death reflects her unyielding pursuit of knowledge and her acceptance of the Shimmer's transformational power. She willingly enters the lighthouse, fully aware of its, its danger uh, and driven by a curiosity and desire of enlightenment. So her death is around her unwillingness to give up on her pursuit of whatever she's doing, which mm. is kind of fascinating in itself. But it's mm. then, then the, the Shimmer merges with a drop of Natalie Portman's blood. That was weird. Which was weird. But this is what I was talking about before. I really liked the ending action scene, which was this, it was this odd, almost like intimate fight between Lena and a version of herself that the the Shimmer had started to create. Yep. And they were like matching each other. It's like a dance. And it was learning from her. Yeah, it was really very Black Swan. Yeah, it was, speaking of Natalie. Exactly. It was, uh, it was super weird. Now, I remember the first time I watched it, I was kind of put off. Because I wasn't expecting it, but then I kind of like after this time I liked it more. I really liked that scene, yeah. especially. So the interesting part is, and sorry, we skip this. Interesting part is, just before that, you'd seen a version of her husband Kane, 
had effectively murdered himself in the lighthouse with a flash grenade. Which also makes her realize the cane that she met was a different not cane. the right cane. Yeah. And I guess this is like, can we enter, well, like a little safe theory corner for later, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I, I have a theory. Oh, please. So okay. Let's, so, no, let's wait. Let's, let's, let's do save it, it after. after, save it after. Okay. Cause, so what happens is then she, she has this intimate biotic dance fight with herself and she escapes by... It's constantly learning by yes. teaching it what a grenade is, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And it dies the same. It, its death, in a similar way to Kane's, sort of brings down the whole shimmer around them. It does, yeah. What did you think about the CGI in that scene? I thought it was cool. I really liked yeah, the CGI really in that cool. scene. It was, it was very unique and like yeah. Crystal Castle-y and cool. Yeah, when it first started, I thought it was a bit like, oh, this is very Terminator 2. Like, it's yeah. a little bit 1990s, but I think it was supposed to be. Because the movements of the Shimmer version of uh, Lena mm. were kind of stunted, almost like it was learning. Yeah, it, it could it was match a her, bit but it had to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that was creepy as hell. Hell. Yeah, it was so strange. It was. It was super cool though. And I guess to like your point, like what what do you think they're trying to say with that? Because I think this is like a, a pinnacle part of the movie, right? We're mm. now at the end. Yeah, yeah. Really, post this, you just see her. Teach it as you said. To, uh, well, the big, the big ending is the ambiguous part. The big, like, twist of the movie. It's fascinating. So what happens is she gets. We'll quickly finish that. So she gets out yeah. of the shimmer. She's the second person to do it, and then you you realign with the time she's in, with with Wong, and they're having like this interrogation, which has been happening throughout the whole movie. Throughout the whole movie, and they finish it up, and she's finally allowed to see her husband, and effectively, Kane. She says to Kane like. You're not my husband, are you? Like, she's seen her husband kill himself. She knows this is a shimmer version. Yeah. And he says, I don't think so. And then her, her response is effectively, she doesn't respond at all. After no, she, she just hugs af him. After he directly says to you, are you Lena? She just hugs him. Yeah. But the final scene of the movie is you see her eyes flash with the shimmer. So the question that you ask is uh, around the two parts, like the shimmer version of her is, what's the significance? The way I see it is, this is... This is a, a splitting of her personality, effectively. I feel like she's left a part of herself in the shimmer, a part that she can't get back now. And she's and some, changed. And some of the shimmer has gone with her. Yeah, she's changed. It has changed her. So do you think yeah. the shimmer lives on in them? I think the shimmer live definitely in Kane. Definitely in Kane. Her too, I think. I think she was in there long enough. Yeah, definitely in Kane. It's almost like the Lord of the Rings thing, right? Like... Once you've had the ring for a while, it, you can't you can't yeah. get that stank off you, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. I, that's that's the ghetto version, the version that didn't quite make it stank. into the final film. The stanky, stanky rang. <laughs> um, Look, it's effectively it's a really interesting psychoanalysis of the human condition, is what I say. Yeah, it's a lot about like self discovery yeah. and self destruction, and how you can find self discovery through self destruction. And yeah, the nuances, ideas laid over some like horror themes. Yeah, like just like really nicely done and this is me flip-flopping again like i think you like this movie i think you just weren't in the headspace to watch it last night maybe not yeah. maybe not and i think i think at the same time i find it really hard to write about like we've talked a lot about it but i'm really at the edges now i'm like i don't know what uh, unless we got further into talking about the shimmer and its effects and going real deep on that and like the the sort of um the the real world implications of that what that mm. would mean for your psyche like i don't have any the story the, the plot of this film is pretty thin well, if you really want to bake it down, there's an extraterrestrial shimmer that refracts extraterrestrial the shimmer. Extraterrestrial shimmer. There's an extraterrestrial shimmer. entity, yep. shimmer, supernatural thing, thing 
that is taking over the earth slowly. We need to fix it. We go in, we find out it refracts DNA. We face our fears. Yes. We face our own self-destructive tendencies. Yes, yeah. some do. In order to be reborn. And in a way, in doing this, find the way to actually defeat the shimmer and leave, but bring part of it with us. Yes. Pretty much the plot. Yes. All right. We'll talk about tones and themes then. What do you reckon? <laughs> what do you reckon tones and themes? I think are? it's a lot about like the malleability of like identity and how like you can, you know, very quickly think you're like one thing and one like little yeah. part or one little trauma can like totally rock your being and your uh, ability to. Rock my world. Like, you know, like every, every now and again, like I think I'm really good at my job, but someone will say one thing and you just totally can. Completely you know, have your whole identity of that part of you in shambles for a bit. And that personal demons. Yeah. Things like that. I've got like the, the unknown and the unknowable, the, Mm. like the things that the shimmer does to them. Mm. And it's, it's, it's more that creeping sense. It's more that like prickle on the back of your neck. You know what I mean? That that's what this film does really well without really knowing it. Like the, I love that conspiracy theory about like, why are we so scared of mannequins? Why are we so scared of things that look like humans? Why does, why does the um the uh, uncanny valley freak us out so much? Because in our history, there was something that looked remarkably like us that was a predator that was stronger and better than us mm. that we somehow managed to escape. But it's one of those built-in things like a fear of the woods or a fear of the deep ocean. Like mm. it's built in for a reason. It's yeah. not like, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, it, it's that that I like about this film. Yeah, I like it too. I think the... The only other theme I'd say is like maybe like nature and it's it's beautiful and terrible. Metaphors. Right? Yeah. Um, self-discovery, like destruction can like addiction, like self-discovery yeah. mm-hmm. is only kind of done through destruction. To the so point many where, things and stuff still. Yeah. For well, sure. let's talk about the three best and three worst. And what we like to do is we like to give you three reasons, usually non-spoilers, but as it's uh, an old film, we'll do three best and three worst full spoilers. Three reasons why you might want to watch the film. Three reasons why you might not creatures for me i think the art design as well and the visuals and then really just the tension build i just like all three of those things my creatures my art design and and visual like visually stunning with the cinematography and then yeah the the old tension build through the whole movie i clearly wrote this in the wrong mindset because when you said the 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 art behind a lot of the things i just wrote down the flower people but what i mean is that yeah that's what i mean at the end of the day you know it's hard to be as uh you know, it was like exactly. 11 o'clock last night. I was still yeah. writing notes. I was like, I don't want to be doing this. Yeah, art people. Uh, I put sorry, the, I, put, people. I put the whole bear thing. I thought the bear was fascinating. Yeah. And when you finally saw it as well. Yeah, oof, creepy looking. I wonder if that had any like uh, animatronics behind it or if it was full CGI. It seemed like CGI. I, There's a couple parts that looked maybe like it, but I, I think it was dark. The bit where it's like sniffing next I to think them. It was I, like, CGI. Part of me feels like I saw something like a YouTube video that was like, the animatronic thing, but maybe not. Maybe I just made that up, but mm. like that would be cool. And the final one was, I really like the ambiguity of the film. Yep. Yep. And I think that is one of the core themes of it. It is meant to be ambiguous. You know, if yeah. I had to pick what I didn't like, I'd yeah, say not enough was. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I've said not enough Wong. I so we both think, went for MCU I think there wasn't enough. I do think that there's like, you could have added one more element to what, like we got two basically cutbacks to Oscar Isaac. One where we see him acting crazy, cutting someone open Two, where we see him literally, I I think, c- realize that the only way to beat this thing is to kill himself, to teach it, because it mimics, mm-hmm. to teach it something, mm-hmm. so that then the next time someone does it, it 
willingly takes the grenade and interesting because it. it matches what yeah, he did wow. so i i thought they could have given us a little more carrot because that's like me hypothesizing yeah. like where you they really actually pushed us that way or gave us one more interaction where he kind of had a revelation of what was happening because it kind of seems like a pretty big jump to go from cutting someone's open yeah to figuring that out how did he learn that yeah how did he learn that it yeah. was mimicking so that was my worst mm. okay yeah you had one worst so that's that was my second one is like hey not enough oscar isaac and Second one was you didn't really dealt. You, it was kind of a missed opportunity with that previous team mm. to go explore the got story it, more yeah, and kind of point it, it in a new direction um, without giving a, without like making it less ambiguous. You could still make it ambiguous. Yeah, I think you could. Cause that just gives it a bit more of a plot to like drive the ambiguity. You know what I mean? And it almost gives them like things to find along yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah and, cool. and it doesn't really change the fact that none of us actually know what the movie means. Well, none of us have any fucking idea. Yeah. I can't handle the fact that two people, like the trope that like there's a couple, there's always a couple or a daughter and a dad that are both in, experts on this phenomenon and are like brought into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yep. that's just too yep. much of a coincidence. Yeah. It's like in Interstellar where it's like, he's the last astronaut and his daughter's the smartest woman in the world. It's like, it wouldn't work that way. Yeah. I get, there'd I be get some other mean. guy that was the smartest guy. I see where you're coming from with yeah. this. There's, there's always, I mean, there has to be some plot country contrivance somewhere, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess find a better way to force her into it, is my point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Yikes. laughs> well, <laughs> I, said, I said not enough Wong. Don't cut that. Which is a weird a way thing that to makes say straight creepy. after we said that. <laughs> no. not a, I said not oh, enough Wong. No. I said, um, I've, I've, I've told you both of these. I didn't love the infidelity angle. It kind of felt weird and forced. And learning about it felt even weirder. And it, cha I mean, it's supposed to. It changed how I viewed those characters that went through. Just didn't love it. I thought you could have had something else that was a, her reason for going in. Uh, and the fact that each of the characters in this crew were broken, like I say, we talked about it, like it, it again, it fell shoehorned in like, Hey, mm. let's make all like, why you didn't, so you didn't like the concept that like, like the concept. I felt like it could have been handled differently. No, I mean, sorry for, for her infidelity where it's like an impulse is kind of like a mutation. Like they're obviously showing, they're obviously making like some kind of parallel there. Like, Interesting. like uh, an impulse isn't who we are. It's an impulse, but we act on them sometimes the same way mutations aren't like big. They're not like the core of our DNA, but they create us and make an impact us in meaningful ways. Sometimes I thought there was like a parallel there and I kind of liked it and I liked it because it was like, she's going and investigating why the fuck she did this. Yeah. Okay. Why does she do this? Like, why, why would she impulsive? Why yeah. would she impulsive? And it also mimics like, Maybe that's the reason why he was so self-destructive is because he knew about the affair. Well, I, th I think that's like, kind of the implication. I yeah. think the implication is that because he found out about it, that's why he was so willing to take on this probably yeah. suicidal mission, right? Yeah. And yeah, you, you're almost probably right. And perhaps it was just the watch of it I had, like mm. watching it in the, the sequence it is. And this we talked about this before, the sequence that it was laid out to us in. By design, yeah. Yeah, by design it was confusing, obviously. Yeah. But like the infidelity piece... It didn't entirely add up at the time of watching it. Second watch was probably probably had a lot more, more from it, but I'm probably yeah, for never going to see this film like, again. For me, it was kind of like I li I liked the idea. I was like, okay, well, like I'm getting us to see this very madly in love couple. I'm Same. getting to see like this other side. It's like, well, what? Like, why would she do this? And it's an investigation into that. But I think the problem I have with it is doesn't really give an answer. Maybe. Yeah, look, I'm. You know what I mean. Look, the more the more yeah. you're talking, the more I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I just think that when I was sitting through it for the very first time, I didn't 
the sequencing of it really threw that out. No, I'm trying to understand like why. And I think it's because it's like, it doesn't really put a bow on it because you don't get a scene with them where they have like this cathartic moment or like, and that's the ambiguity point. right? Like that's kind of, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the film ending ambiguously. Like we both love inception. That's kind of the point of that being a hundredth episode. That's all good to me. I just didn't, while it was happening, it just didn't resonate with me. And I, I can't, I can't back that up with factual evidence. Like I say, DL, what we like to do now is we like to decipher, decide, um, pick for you guys on the internet whether this is better or worse than Aquaman 2018. Now, the reason we do this is because we couldn't think of a good rating system, to be quite frank with you. Mm. And the internet being as polarizing as it is, we basically said, what's the most average move we can think of? Is it better than average or worse than average? Yeah. DL, is this better than Aquaman 2018 and why? I think it's much better than 2018's Aquaman. Um, largely just because I just, it's a vibey, heady movie. It's very you. And it's got Natalie Portman in it. Very you. favorite, you know. Did love Natalie Portman yeah, in this. She's, really she's good in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. she was, I think she was a bit tainted by those Star Wars films. She's way better than I, a lot but of she's been in a lot of film. stuff since. I get, I get that. But that's yeah. what, that's the easy fallback, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really her that was the worst. No. It was Anakin that was No, worse. he didn't like Sand. Yeah, that's, like, who writes that? Oh, wow, it's so bad. Anyway, that, was that during a writer's strike? <laughs> I mean, you think so. <laughs> I don't think George Lucas ever strikes. I actually said I thought it was worse than Aquaman 2018. Oh, just God. because on the first viewing... Oh, God, here we go. I'm just going to say on the first viewing, it, it just didn't throw me. And because I'm flip-flopping between being really intrigued by its themes and its motifs to being like, yeah, I was a bit bored by the end. Like, I can't say I was ever like that in Aquaman. In Aquaman, <laughs> all the way through, I was like, that's a big, dumb action scene. I recognize that thing. Fair enough. <laughs> you know? I don't really agree, but I can't It probably argue. is better than Aquaman 2018, but like yeah. first viewing didn't didn't catch me. Like the ambiguous ending there. Yeah. DL, before we wrap up then, do you want some trivia, let's, true or false? Let's do it. All right, let's do this. Oscar Isaac, DL, true or false? Yes. Filmed true. this movie. <laughs> all right. Filmed this movie and Star Wars episode eight at the same time in adjacent studios is that true or is that false uh that feels like it would probably be hard to do false well i tried to trick you but i got my i i got it wrong even though i said it right i tried to say i i'm i thought it was episode seven it's not it's, it's actually episode eight the <laughs> last jedi from 2018 so he did uh, do it. and they were on adjacent studio lots so effectively he had the same trailer for both films and would often film scenes for both movies on the same day no wonder he looked so lost no wonder he looked so no haggard plot. yeah <laughs> uh, neither movie had a proper plot yeah. or any real reason for him uh true or false dl oh bloody hell i realize i've ruined this for myself already i was gonna say True or false, DL, director Alex Garland decided not to reread the novel the, the, the novel of Annihilation. Is that true or is that false? That is true. He did. Instead, he decided to adapt it like it were a dream of the book. That's probably good because it's a dream of a read. It's a dream of a read. It, I heard the book is very different. Like yeah, in the too. sense that so like different. even even the way it's executed, like you get like dialogue, like mm. you get like journal entries and she's like. It's like an unreliable narrator kind of. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. And the and the lighthouse at the end is apparently very different. Oh. That's all changed. Okay, final trivia to false DL. Three of the principal actors in this film are featured in Marvel Cinematic Movies. Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Is that true or is that false? Three of the actors? Correcto. One, two. Oh. Think about it. Think about it. 
Is you know the, this. Is it the doctor? Come on, you know this. Psychiatrist? Oh, duh, three. <laughs> yeah, true. That's four. Who's four? It's four DL. We've got Natalie Portman as Jane yeah. Foster, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. We've got Oscar oh, Isaac. Oh, Tessa as, Thompson's in it? Yeah. We've talked about this. She's 18, but she's actually 30. We've I, got Oscar Isaac who plays Moon Knight, and we also have Benedict Wong who plays I got Wong. Wong. I didn't realize that was the... I didn't realize she played the Valkyrie. I thought that was a different actress. There you go. Well, I know. She's so She different. looks very different very than Valkyrie. Different. Yeah, well, she's okay. trying to be 19 in this. Of course she is. <laughs> Ultimately, like, I think this is probably uh, a movie for a rewatch. I think on a rewatch, you get so much more out of it, and I completely agree with you on that. Yes, front. I would agree. DL, would you like some correspondence? I would, I would this love week? some because I don't. I don't bring that. Let's table. bring that energy, my man. Yeah. Okay, we've got a couple of bits. I'm going to bring you back a YouTube comment. We've had some fun YouTube comments recently. Okay, I love I'm gonna that. I'm going to bring you one of them. Uh, I'll bring you that first because we've got a couple of other good bits. MJ on one of my videos, something about the MCU clearly says the biggest issue with the MCU right now is its continuity. This was the video where I talked about the humor in the MCU and mm. lampshading. The thing that was the biggest strength in the first saga was the continuity, and they've and they've gone away with all of it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Even in creating continuity, Undo not have to stick close to the overarching script, but there still needs to be a sense that it's still leading somewhere. DL, one, do you understand that? <laughs> and two, do you agree with that? I do agree that it doesn't have continuity. It doesn't feel like there's natural links. I can't tell if they're just in like a throw in stuff at the wall type thing. They're a bit like, hey, the first stuff's all finished. None of that's none of that matters anymore. Let's see what people like. And that's what they're kind of doing. Like, let's see what are these people like. But if that was what they're at the same time, if that's what they're doing, like, why have they got so many plans for like big Avengers team ups? You yeah, know what I mean? I'm sure they're doing I think that they're maybe that's part of it. Yeah, you know what? It does feel like they have this big through store through line yeah. that they know they want to do. But nothing else is tied. Like they just can't find a way to tie things to it. Yeah, it does feel. It feels like they they have this thing, and they're like, why don't? It's like, why don't you just make that thing? Yeah, and they're like, no, because we need four phases. But it's we like other things. Really, we only need four movies, and that could be like a just phase. Give us four good movies. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, that's what they, they did initially. They won't. Well, yes, anyway, on the MCU trail, we got reactions to Guardians of the Galaxy. We did. We got so many people saying they loved it. We really appreciate you guys letting us know. By the way, if you want to send us stuff, send us it at podcastsemble on Instagram or thepodcastsemble at gmail.com. You can find us all there. Uh, friend of the show, Andy, says, they went to see Guardians of the Galaxy last night. I thought it was only okay. Interesting. Rocket's maybe. backstory is particularly good and also heartbreaking, but I just didn't enjoy it as much as I hoped I would. I think it's a bit of Marvel fatigue coming on right now, to be honest. What did we think? Well, for me, it was the opposite. This <laughs> was what really reinvigorated my expectations and hopes for the coming movies. I just think it's a, you know, it was a movie that realized you got to get the small moments right for me Completely. to care about the big ones. Completely. Yeah, which is like, and that's what I was talking about before. Like, I wonder if, you know, having this movie come out now is the perfect time because the likes of Kevin Feige, who know right strikes around the corner, he might yeah. go away and go, we got to really work on this. I just, but doesn't he need the writers to do that? All I mean is he can put the plans in place for them to work on things that are going to be. I hope, but like that seems to me like writer's jobs, like, like architecting overarching interconnected plots. Okay. Like, well, take a step back then. How about they removed, say they've got 10 movies, they made it six movies and they gave the writers more time to, you know, take their time with it, do a better job, be on set. Like we talked about. Yeah. 
And to be honest, they're probably, probably. Still, they're probably still writing. They're just not using what they, they're not giving possibly, it to anybody. Possibly. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that people have got different takes on this. Friend of the show, Leone, messaged in and said he bloody loved it. He well, said, definitely the better of the most recent Marvel releases in this phase. He reckons that Spider-Man and this one were the only ones he's actually liked since Endgame. Wow, that's cold. I think I liked Doctor Strange, but uh, okay. those three... He did pose you a question, by the way, as well. Yeah. He said, who do you think is going to direct the Star-Lord movie? I have no idea. I have no idea. Who do, like, do, do directors even matter anymore? In the MCU. In the MCU. Well... Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not yeah, a thing I, I look I at. Do, I do know exactly what you mean. Like, I would say a lot less so, because a lot of it's already scripted and that's my basic point, creative like, But you look at the likes of things like you mentioned, Doctor Strange, mm. stuff like that, when they're bringing in... Like, Sam, Sam Remy had his own tape. Like, yeah, that was a... But we just watched a James Gunn movie where it was literally all him. Yeah, I but ha- he obviously got some license there. Yeah, of course. Like, because it was yeah. kind of isolated. It was yeah. a bow. It was like. But, yeah. but if Marvel's seeing that and going, oh, well, this works, give him. I, I reckon this is who I think should do it. Do you know Lord and Miller? So, Lord and Miller are the guys who did like the Lego movie. They did 21, 22 Jump Street. Um, they did uh, Spider Man to the Spider Verse. I'm in. Sounds I think good. they should do it. Like, they've got the humor for it. They get the comics. Like, yeah. Hit, hit us up, guys. Wow. We can tell you who to do these movies. Yeah, we will, and we <laughs> shall. Well, thank you for sticking with it, guys. DL, do you want to wrap up the show? I would love to wrap it up. To wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up, baby. I would love to wrap it up. Thank you guys all for listening. Please do share the pod. Pass it on. Five Pass stars. the pod, guys. We love give it us, when you do. Give us some love. Until next time, Tommy Later Skaters. Sally ho! <laughs>